Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. I um, hope everyone had a uh, fantastic Christmas and getting ready for New Year. Um, my name is Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions, Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers. Um, and we're just going to go through a bit of a, uh, a review of the year that was of 2023 and what happened in the property market. Welcome back, everybody, and Merry Christmas to all of you who are having a wonderful time, hopefully, with friends and family celebrating. Now, this podcast was recorded prior to Christmas. It is being broadcast now between Christmas and New Year, and um, we want to ensure that we continue to run our program throughout the holiday period when everybody is relaxing, hopefully, with friends and family and um, enjoying some downtime over the festive season. As Scott's mentioned, this week we are going to do a review of a month-to-month analysis of what we actually saw throughout the Brisbane property market in 2023 because we have experienced a very short and sharp increase in property values this year and that was off the back of a short and sharp decline in median property property values throughout the latter months of 2022. So we're going to run through on a month-by-month basis comparing what was happening with interest rates, uh, what we saw in the housing market and the unit market and also how Brisbane was performing compared to some of the other capital city markets at various uh, points throughout uh, the the 2023 journey. I think one of the biggest things to to think about before we before we start and we'll probably recap it towards the end is is that long-term investing. Um, you know we, we saw a massive increase in the property values in the, in the market and then late uh, 2022 we saw a decline. Um, early into to this year, the start of this year, and then what we've seen, which we'll run through the uh, information in this podcast, how things have recovered um, and, and looking forward to the future. So January, we saw a bit of a downturn. Yeah, so obviously when we're reporting on the data, it's always going to be a reflection of what has happened at least 30 days prior. So when we look at the January data, according to CoreLogic, that reports on what we were seeing in terms of contracts being entered into throughout December. But because we're going to be looking at the monthly data as recorded, it's just important to reflect back that, um, that generally is representative of what was happening on the ground the month prior. So yes, as you've mentioned, January, the downturn was continuing. However, I will say that the the momentum of the downturn had actually started to change. So in the housing segment of the market in Brisbane in January, we did see the house market decline negative 1.6% at a median value level. The unit market at the same time throughout January recorded a decline of negative 0.2%. So at that stage, the housing market was still retracting at a fairly strong rate. 1.6% is definitely, um, you know, a strong price decline, if you like. And as you pointed out, Scott, at the beginning of the podcast episode, property is definitely a long-term asset class. So people that panic when median values are shifting in a negative direction, the worst thing that you can do is sell at that time when, when people are fearful. Uh, however, there's always opportunity for those buyers that do want to go against the the mainstream media messaging. Um, and as Warren Buffett has said, be greedy when others are fearful. Uh, for those that were greedy at that time back in January and even February this year, 
um, they really reaped the rewards of going against the crowd. Now, I know through our own, own inquiry here at Streamline Property Buyers, there were buyers that we were talking to 12 months ago who decided not to proceed with a purchase at that time because they felt fearful because the market was showing negative price movements on a month-by-month basis. As you will know, if you are a regular podcast listener, we were reporting on green shoots on the ground from as early as January this year. So we were starting to see buyer numbers increase at a time where we weren't seeing a corresponding increase in the properties available for sale. So listings weren't really changing much, but the buyer volume was starting to increase and we saw that competition start to build up. We all know that when we've got more buyers than sellers, we're going to see that price appreciation start to occur. So we saw those green shoots in January. That didn't trickle through to the data until February and March. So absolutely based on data, um, the January figures still showed that property values were declining. And cash rates in January were sitting at 3.1%. Um, we will, you'll see the sort of change and interesting to see how that does change and what sort of change that makes um, for confidence for people in the market. Um, obviously, we won't track on what so what media was happening the whole way through because um, we didn't really watch that anyway. So That's right. And at the time, the mass media were reporting that Brisbane property values have declined at the fastest rate and it was the largest decline on record at that time. So negative 10.8% decline um, by the end of January, according to that median dwellings information. And that was what was re- being reported in the media. So people were understandably fearful because the messaging was quite negative and fearful at that time. So February, um, February, we jumped in the housing housing market, had an, again, negative 0.4% um, and the unit market, uh, it, it stayed solid. It was uh, 0%, didn't move. Yeah, so there was definite loss in the, the downturn or the downwards momentum. So even though prices in the housing segment of the market still moved in a negative direction, uh, the change between January where the movement was down negative 1.6% and February where the movement was down only 0.4% is huge. Um, and if we were to quantify that at the median value level, you would realise that there's quite a big difference in that rate of decline. So remember in February, this is the contracts that were most likely being entered into in January. In the unit market, as Scott's pointed out, no change in unit values. Now, we started to see that that shift in demand towards the more affordable product type um, happen much sooner than than others would have seen that occur through the data. And you will recall, if you are a regular podcast listener, that the unit segment of the market did not decline in values as much as the housing segment of the market across Brisbane throughout the latter months of 2022, as we saw a shift to affordability and we saw those people want to move back to uh, more blue chip locations. So by February, uh, that's right, the momentum in terms of the downswing had had really slowed down and we were starting to see a turnaround. And in fact, that was the bottom of the market for those people that were brave enough to buy in. Um, And only retrospectively can we look back and call when the bottom of the market actually occurred. And um, if you bought in January or February, you you really bought at an ideal time. So interest rates there, the the cash rate, um, we had an increase in February uh, of 0.25%. And that's taken that to an overall rate of 3.3%. 5%. 
and you'll remember the commentary around rising interest rates. It was almost expected at this point in time because we'd had monthly increases consistently occurring um, from when the, the first rate rise occurred um, in May, I believe, of 2022. So uh, people were pricing in the fact that rates are continuing to increase and, and rightly so a lot of buyers were fearful. And although we saw the buyer volume start to shift in the Brisbane market, the activity in terms of the number of people transacting didn't really flow through until interest rates paused. And that's something that we're going to talk about as we run through on a month by month basis. So the change then in the uh, in the housing market, we saw an increase here. This is the um, where we started to go into the positive territory, and that's an increase of 0.1%. Housing median um, prices at that time were 772,020. And the unit market had an increase of 0.2% with a median price of $492,415. Yeah, it's interesting to see not long ago that we had a median unit value that was less than $500,000 here in Brisbane because we know looking back on the last nine months how much that median value has shifted in the unit market here in Brisbane. But of course, by the time we got to the end of March, we were able to look at the first quarter for 2023 and analyse how Brisbane had performed in the housing market and the unit market as a whole. Now, on a quarterly basis at that time, the housing market had declined negative 2%. So obviously, throughout January and February, small declines, and then in March, an increase. So negative 2% overall. And in the unit market, the quarterly growth rate at a median value level did not change. It remained consistent at 0% across the the first three months of 2023. So at that time, the unit market was outperforming the housing market in that the housing market had lost some value at a median value level, whereas the unit market had maintained values across those three months. Cash rate in March, we had an increase of 0.25%, and that took that up to 3.6%. I will say at that time of the year, so by the end of March, um, the unit market saw uh, the same level of growth in Brisbane and Sydney. So they were leading the recovery, if you like, uh, no change in values, whereas all other markets were still in negative growth territory in terms of capital city markets across Australia. When we look at the housing market, uh, Brisbane was actually still underperforming and so were other capital cities such as Canberra and Hobart. However, cities including Perth and also Sydney started to see price growth occurring on a month-by-month basis. And in fact, um, the quarterly growth in Sydney uh, was the fastest in all of the nation. That was sitting at 0.5%. So Sydney saw the recovery or the turnaround in the housing market faster than any other capital city market around Australia at that time. So April, um, April, we um, lucky enough, we they uh, held interest rates on hold. So we started at 3.6%. The housing market, again, went positive, um, 0.2%. And the unit market, positive 0.9%. Yes, I think the impact of the rate hold in April really had a run-on effect by the time the May data came through. And we'll talk about that in, in a minute. But as Scott's pointed out, the unit segment of the market in Brisbane in April increased 0.9% and the housing market increased 0.2%. So at that time, the unit market skipped ahead again in terms of monthly price growth. And, um, and also 
Brisbane was certainly not um, leading the growth at this point in time. The growth was definitely being led by Sydney, um, which was the market that uh, shifted out of the negative growth period and into the positive growth period at the fastest rate, according to all capital city market data. And this is uh, this is about the time when things really, really did change. Um, so the, the results that came through in May, um, and keeping in mind, May we did have an increase of that cash rate of 0.25% taking it to 3.85%. But we saw the housing market um, increase their positive 1.5%. Massive change there. And then the unit market, again, increased 1.1%. Yeah, huge, huge change that came through in May. And we do believe that that rate hold in April was the catalyst for a lot of buyers to get back into the market. It gave a level of confidence that we'd not yet seen in the Brisbane market. And we saw some stronger buyer demand and some more transacting activities start to take place. And that followed through in the data in terms of price growth at that time. Remember, price growth is always led by the demand for properties as well as the supply of those properties. Now, throughout most of 2023 here in Brisbane, we've had very limited supply. Total listing volumes have remained between 30 and 40% below the five-year or the 10-year average for listing volumes across all of uh, Greater Brisbane. Whereas in other capital city markets, especially Sydney and Melbourne, as well as Hobart, we saw listing volumes increase over the months of 2023 to be more in line with the long-term average. And of course, as at the same time as the listing volumes were increasing, the rate of property price growth was starting to slow in its momentum. So that's something that we'll explore as we run through the latter months of the 2023. So we've gone into June. Um, again, we saw another increase of um, 0.25%, taking it to 4.1%. However, the housing market, uh, again, continued strong, positive um, 1.3%. That's taking the median um, value there of to $806,701. Now, that's a change over that quarter of $34,681. At a median value level, that's uh, a lot of money. And then the unit market, we saw an increase there of 1% to a median value of 512,262. And that's a change um, from that previous where you mentioned under 500,000. That's an increase of $19,847. So 1% price growth in the unit segment of the market throughout June, 1.3% price growth in the housing segment of the market throughout June. Um, when we look at those values or the growth rates on a quarterly basis, so that is tracking those median value changes in the house market and the unit market between April and June over that three-month period, both segments of the market increased exactly 3% according to CoreLogic data. So whilst units outperformed houses in the first three months of 2023, we saw both segments of the market here in Brisbane uh, perform the same or at the same rate. Um, throughout the second quarter of 2023. I will say that by the time we reached the middle of the year, the quarterly growth rate in Sydney had surged ahead. Brisbane in the housing market was experiencing a three-month or a quarterly growth rate of 3%, whereas Sydney was at 5.5%. So it really moved quickly when it moved into that state of recovery. 
Um, whereas Brisbane was in second place at 3%, um, with Perth and Adelaide closely behind. In the unit segment of the market, Brisbane was at 3%. Again, Sydney was leading the pack at 3.5% quarterly growth rate. So it really did surge ahead in the early phases of the market recovery this year. July, um, interest rates on hold. So no change in July. And then um, the housing market again, we're seeing this this uh, momentum happening now and, and a bit of a trend um, which will continue on as we go through the rest of the year. So July, we've seen an increase in the housing of 1.4%. And then in the unit market, a very strong increase there of 1.7%. Yes. In July, Brisbane was leading the capital city markets in terms of both house price growth and unit price growth. Um, equal with Adelaide at 1.4% per month in the housing segment of the market and well ahead of all other capital city markets at 1.7% in the unit segment of the market. Now, again, off the back of interest rate holds, um, it does or it did provide another level of confidence. And by mid-year, we were certainly seeing the media commentary turn to reflect more of a state of we are at or near the peak of the interest rate cycle. So buyers were able to start to price in the cost of one or two additional interest rate hikes and have some more certainty over what the cost to hold an asset or a home might have looked like. So I think that those that were in the market but not actively placing bids or bidding at auction uh, moved into the market. And that's why we saw that consistently strong uh, demand continue to increase over the latter months of this year. And I think um, with the interest rates going on hold in August, as we move into August, um, that confidence stayed there. Uh, we've seen the housing market continue to, to move in that same direction, a little bit stronger this month, 1.6% positive, and the unit market uh, up 1.1%. Yeah, so in ha in terms of house price growth, yet again, uh, Brisbane was leading the nation in terms of capital city markets. And then in the unit uh, segment of the market, Brisbane was not far behind other cities. Darwin was leading the way at that point in time, followed by Perth and then uh, followed by Brisbane. So really strong uh, performance. And on a month-by-month -month basis, I will say for most uh, months throughout 2023, Brisbane was in one of the top three places for monthly price growth. So it's a reflection of just how uh, strong our market has been throughout the recovery phase of 2023. September, um, interest rates on hold again. Um, so that that was that was fantastic for everyone. And again, the uh, the housing market it increased 1.4 percent. Now that that took the median house prices to 848,680. In that quarter, that was a that was a change of forty one thousand nine hundred and seventy nine dollars, and then in the unit market, we've we've seen another increase of one point one percent. Median house uh, median unit prices, I should say, is five hundred and thirty nine thousand one hundred and sixty nine, and that was a change from the previous quarter of twenty six thousand nine hundred and seven dollars. It's a lot of money when you're really quantifying this change over a three-month period, and this is at a median value level. So obviously, if you'd purchased a house that was um, at a higher value and it was uh, appreciating at the same rate of growth, the, the equity gain would be even higher. Now, also, if you were in the market to buy and you weren't pricing in those gains, then it's likely that you would have uh, continued to miss out. And those people that um, continued to miss out, obviously, there's that 
um, opportunity cost of not being in the market because it's very, very difficult to save this amount of money with your after-tax income unless you are a very high income earner. At the end of September, of course, it gave us another opportunity to reflect on the quarterly growth rates for Brisbane. In the housing segment of the market at that time, the house market had shifted 4% over the previous three months. In the unit sector, section of the market, um, unit values had increased 3.7% over the preceding three months. So by the third quarter, the house growth performance had outstripped the unit growth performance at a um, capital city level here in Brisbane. I will say also that uh, by the end of the third quarter, so by the end of September, the quarterly growth rate in Sydney had really fallen away. And that's simply because we started to see the supply or the listing volumes increase. And so the rate of price growth started to, to decline because buyers had more choice. So at the end of September, Sydney's quarterly growth in the housing segment of the market had dropped back to 2.6%, whereas Brisbane remained relatively strong at 4%. Adelaide at that time was leading the quarterly growth rates in terms of capital city markets. They were sitting at 4.3%, so Brisbane was in second place. In terms of the unit market, Brisbane was in second place, again, behind Adelaide. Adelaide was sitting at 3.9% on a quarterly growth basis, and Brisbane was sitting at 3.7%. I think the important thing to keep in mind as we look at these quarterly shifts is that it is very dependent on what is happening in terms of supply and demand at a local level. Uh, that is what ultimately determines which direction property markets are moving um, on a month-by-month -month basis, but also on a quarterly basis. So when we can look back and, and reflect upon how different markets have performed over a long-term period, you can see that not all markets move in the same way at the same rate at the same time. And so local dy dynamics do have an enormous impact on which markets move in which way. So October, and this is where this trend um, seems to continue to roll on, um, interest rates on hold, and then the housing market again, another 1.4%, and the unit market increased another 1.3%. So Brisbane in the back half of 2023 has really performed strongly every single month in both segments of the market. And I think for those buyers that did have the opportunity to buy in early in the new year um, in 2023, they will be reaping the rewards of their bravery for going against the market per se. 1.4% uh, growth in the housing segment of the market was second behind Perth, which started to accelerate in terms of its growth throughout October. And then in the unit market, one. 0.3% was equal with Perth in top place in terms of that monthly price change. So yet again, Brisbane showing its strength in terms of being in the top two performing uh, capital city markets for either house price movement or unit price movement for the month of October. November, um, around the Melbourne Cup, Melbourne Cup increase of 0.25%, took the, uh, the cash rate to 4.35%. However, um, that's horse racing. Now we're under cricket. So it's a hat trick. So we've for the housing, um, we've got 1.4% increase there. And then for the unit market, another increase of 1%. 
And just to make that more clear, 1.4% was the same rate of growth for the housing segment of the market in Brisbane. And that was consistent for three months months in a row. row. That was the hat trick reference there. Um, And in the unit market, that 1% price growth was also uh, very strong, second only behind Perth yet again um, in terms of capital city market performance. Um, House price growth of 1.4% for the month of um, November also second behind Perth. So in the latter couple of months of 2023, we really have seen the Perth market um, grow in strength um, and yet Brisbane's remained in a very solid second place in terms of those monthly price changes. And, and I think if you reflect back to what we were talking about at the start about that long-term uh, investment side of things and the recovery that we had, you've just got to have a quick look at um, you know those months. So houses, just if, if I just stick with houses, um, January negative point negative one point six, February negative point four, and then we just changed to positive point one, positive point two, up one point five, up one point three, up one point four, up one point six, up one point four, one point four, one point four. So really strong growth on a month by month basis. Strong recovery from what we're talking about, and that's what we keep saying. That long term investment side of things, um, stick with it. Obviously, there's ups and downs in in property, um, but you know it just shows that big recovery. We'll move into December. Obviously, we don't have all that information um, until the end of the month, and that'll obviously next uh, market update when we come back in January. We'll give you that market update. But um, obviously, the way it's tracking at the moment, um, again, really positive and interest rates on hold. Interest rates were on hold in December. And based on the data that we have available to us, it does look like we've got positive price growth again in the Brisbane market. Um, We don't yet have the breakdown for units and houses. And of course, we don't have the final numbers. Um, We do expect that the rate of growth um, has slowed slightly in December compared to the preceding three months, but that will come through in the data. And let's see if my predictions are correct. Still positive growth, but not as fast as it has been in the previous um, two or three months. So that tracking at the moment without all the um, the, the completed information, we're tracking at the moment about 4.1%. On a um, quarterly basis. On a quarterly basis um, with an improvement of 21 in two months, 21846 to the median price 870,526. Yeah, so that's the median house value here in Brisbane at the moment. And as Scott's pointed out, an increase of 21,846. We don't have the full quarter information. That's across two months only. So if you are looking at property values from two months ago and thinking that they are comparable, think again, we must factor in that market movement that has occurred In terms of the unit market here in Brisbane, the current median value is sitting at $552,332. And that's $14,163 more than just two months ago. So again, really strong growth in that segment of the market. And if we reflect back to what we reported back in January, where we saw the median value I'm sorry, that was even in March. The median value for units was, you know, less than $500,000 at $492,415. And the median value for houses was nearly $100,000 less than what the median values for houses are just nine months later. So big, big shifts have occurred here in Brisbane over 2023. I will say based on quarterly movements um, up to the end of November, which is the most recent data that we have available for 
breaking down the house market and the unit market. Brisbane's currently um, sitting in third place in terms of annual growth. Okay, so in first place, we've got Perth at 13.8% in the housing market, followed by Sydney at 11.5% and Brisbane sitting in third place at 10.6% price growth. And that's since the beginning of the year. Um, I'm sorry, that's since the uh, that's over the preceding 12 months. However, since the beginning of the year, so since January 2023, uh, Brisbane's sitting with 12.1% price growth. So the annual numbers are being influenced by the decline that was continuing in the back end of 2023. So we see uh, in the year-to-date figures that Perth is leading the growth at 13.9%. Um, followed very closely by Sydney at 12.5% and then Brisbane at 12.1%. So the top three capital city markets performing really strongly. Compare that to the housing market in Canberra, for example, which only moved 1%. Um, The capital city market of Darwin, negative 0.9%. Hobart, the um, negative 0.7% over the 2023 year. Adelaide saw positive growth of 7.6% and Melbourne 4.4%. So there's a big difference in the capital city markets and the performance of those capital city markets all across the nation in terms of housing. If we look at the unit segment of the market, um, Brisbane since February, sorry, since January this year, has experienced 11.1% growth. That's equal first place in terms of capital appreciation in the unit segment with Perth. So Perth's also at 11.1%. Compare that with Adelaide at 8.8%. The year-to-date figures for Sydney sitting at 8.1% for units. And then we've got Melbourne at 2.9%. Hobart at negative 0.9%, Darwin at negative 0.4% and Canberra at negative 0.7%. So really uh, different performance in different capital city markets all around the country. But what you will note that is consistent for Brisbane is that both the housing market and the unit market are both within the top three positions for capital growth uh, at a national level when we're looking at all other capital city markets around the country. So exciting for those people that have been in the market to experience this capital appreciation. Um, Disappointing for those people that perhaps wanted to get into the market 12 months ago, but, you know, were scared and fearful and have delayed that decision. Uh, And one question that we often get asked is, is it too late? Right now, supply is still about 30% below our long-term average. And whilst we've seen a small drawback in demand because of Christmas, and that's very typical of this time of the year, we do expect that we'll see buyers back um, and that demand will remain strong as we resume the normal activity as we head into January and in the months that 2024 will deliver ahead of us. Yeah, long-term investing. Keep remembering that um, because I think um, good time to buy is when you can afford to buy. Um, and do it for the long term. Um, and that's just today's just shown it in one year what can happen. Um, look, that's about it for the uh, the wrap up of what's happened this year. Um, a lot of information and a lot of numbers. Um, hope everyone kept up with all of that information. Um, thank you very much for listening for everyone. Um, just big shout out to everyone who listens, who tapped us on the sh- taps us on the shoulder and says hello on weekends. We do love it. Um, we love bringing this information. Hopefully everyone enjoys um, the research that Melinda, Pauline and everyone does in the team 
um, to bring the podcast for everyone. And we we really enjoy bringing the information. Hopefully, it helps everyone out um, looking at property, especially here in um, beautiful Brisbane. So um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Um, have, a, have a fantastic, happy, safe new year. And we will have more guests, more information, and hopefully lots of uh, helpful tips and information coming forward for 2024. So I'll let Melinda wrap, wrap things up. Take care. And from me, bye for now. I would like to take this opportunity to thank all of our viewers and our listeners who tune in every week to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Without you and without our growing audience, um, we simply wouldn't uh, continue to have the desire or the passion to prepare these weekly episodes. So every single month, the number of people downloading our podcast continues to increase. As Scott said, we're delighted when people, you know, tap us on the shoulder and share with us how much they love the information that we do put out on a week by week basis. We're glad that there's so many people that do receive value from the information that we share. And as always, we're very open to feedback. So if you have any topics that you'd like to hear us talk about, you are welcome to send us an email at info at streamlineproperty.com.au and we will try to accommodate your request. Sometimes we get some quirky requests. We can't always produce a podcast that's specific to an individual circumstances, but we're certainly willing to consider uh, some of the topics that you as our audience wish to hear about. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, please leave your review there. Also, don't forget to share the podcast with friends and family. We always value word of mouth feedback as well. Thank you so much for your time. Wishing you all the very best for a very happy new year. And we look forward to future episodes that we bring to you throughout 2024. See you next year. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.